Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Welcome back again. Again, I don't even know how many times I've restarted this podcast. It's been a crazy quarantine, but welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. Uh, if you are new around here or haven't had a moment to leave a five-star review or a rating, I would appreciate you doing so. It definitely helps the algorithms and it helps others find us. And everyone knows it is no fun to fangirl alone. And one quick Note to point, like this is just to throw out there how crazy quarantine has been. I've been podcasting for a full year. One year, like my one year anniversary was March. No, I'm sorry. It was May 11th, 12th, something like that. And it's now June and I kind of just forgot about it and didn't make mention of it. But I was kind of excited. I've been doing it for a whole year. So yay me. Yay. Uh, <laughs> yay. Um, so on the podcast today, I have my friend Tanya. You guys know her. You love her. Uh, she's basically the co-fangirl around here. Um, by the way, I've promoted you to co-fangirl. Yes. <laughs> Another good thing about quarantine that's right. You've been promoted. Um, she is pretty much the same kind of fangirl as I am about a lot of things. There's there's very few things that we disagree on. There's some, but very few. Um, <laughs> tell the people where they can find you online, Tanya. You can find me at lolalambchops.com and pretty much everywhere else on social media at lolalambchops. All right. And what do you write about? What, what Why would people want to come find you anyway? Because I'm so cool. Um, I write about, (laughs) I write about travel, entertainment. Um, mainly I like to write, I have five girls and so mainly I like to write about, um, things that you can watch with your family. I am very passionate about movie studios and television being family friendly and appropriate for kids. And you are a Rotten Tomatoes critic. And a Rotten Tomatoes critic. Dropping those creds out there. So yeah, absolutely. Today, oh, by the way, I wanted to ask you this. Did you notice yesterday on Twitter, I know you were on Twitter because you were calling me out, um, but did you notice yesterday (laughs) on Twitter that Chris Evans was trending? No, I did not. (laughs) So it was, yeah, so it was one of those things where Chris Evans is trending and I thought, oh, mercy, why are we going after Chris? Like, you know, we got to go find this out. So I go over and sure enough, the reason why he's trending is just because Chris Evans is awesome and amazing and everybody loves him. Well, that's better than like a week or two ago when Chris Evans was being canceled. So (laughs) I know. I don't even know what that was about. Um, But also, why have we not had a Chris Evans fangirl episode? Because I think we have a lot of feelings about Chris Evans. Good ones. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Important ones. We should absolutely talk to him. uh, We should talk to him, first of all. Look, you're Rotten Tomatoes critic. Can you make that happen? Um, I will. I know people who know people, so I'll see. I'll, if they, <laughs> I'll talk to the podcast. Look, if he is uh, just, you know, helping his brother move, I think he might have some free time. So he should come on our podcast. Before Disney opens again. because Yeah, we definitely need to get uh, Chris on before Disney opens because, you know, he's going to go. I mean, totally he's going to go. I wonder if he has feelings about Universal because we're going to talk about Universal Orlando today. That is actually our topic of discussion today. And that is for a couple of reasons. One, they are the theme park that is open currently. <laughs> Uh, and I do think it's the theme park that is open, right? Um, Six Flags might be open somewhere. Legoland is open. They Legoland have- is open too. Oh, they did. They did. So, but we haven't gone to Legoland. But we have both of us went ahead and made that trip for the opening week of Universal Orlando. So we wanted to kind of give our feelings on that and give a shout out to the team members down there and what they were able to accomplish and let you guys know how we felt. We are huge fangirls of theme parks in general. We like them all, but uh, Universal is kind of the one that, I don't know, we don't, we don't go to as often, but since it was opening and I don't know, we were desperate for something. (laughs) (laughs) We, we, we both threw our families in the car and drove down 
from Virginia down to uh, Orlando in order to see what they had going on and what their safety experiences were about. Now, from my point of view, I, I was going mostly from the travel agent perspective. I felt like I needed to get a, a visual and an actual hands-on experience so that I can let you guys know how I felt about it and advise you when you come and ask me these questions. Should I go? Should I take my family? Is it safe? Is this better than what Disney is doing or how is it different than what Disney is doing? We don't we don't have Disney's actual real life uh, response yet because we they're not open just yet. But I will definitely get some hands-on experience there too and be able to give you guys that feedback. But that was the main reason that I went down. Why did you make the trip to Universal? Because you wouldn't stop bugging me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Uh, I mean, you had first proposed, hey, let's ditch the kids and our families and go. And I think for me, you know that I was a lot more worried about coronavirus and, and all of that. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to go check it out because I, I do like Universal Studios and um, – I had gone with my daughter earlier for running Universal this year and we had such a great time. Like I'm like, oh, I want my whole family to go. And we had just watched all of the Harry Potter movies too. Um, so my biggest hang up was was the risk at that I was gonna put my family in. And mm-hmm. so for me, so instead of going by myself, I decided, hey, I'm gonna bring everybody. So then we're all at risk. Um <laughs> Instead of just one of you being at risk, you're all going to be at risk. It's all or nothing in your family. All right. Fair, fair. I get it. Um, And so we also went down with the mentality, though, that we would go see what it was like. And if it was bad, then we were out and we would go do something else, you know, like whether go to the beach or the pool or whatever. Um, We were going to do something else. But luckily- Yeah, that was- yeah, that was that was 100% with what I went down with too. And I kept telling the kids, I ended up taking uh, my two oldest kids with me. The other two decided they didn't want to go, which, okay. And my husband had to work. So he stayed here with them. I took the two older kids down and that was the same mentality that we went in with. I was like, guys, if we roll into this hotel and for whatever reason, I can't do it, I don't feel like it's safe you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to leap. We're, we're not going to put anything at any major risk. So it wasn't so much about, yay, we're going to universal as it was literally let's test the system and see what, what a theme park at this point in this crazy coronavirus time is really going to be about and what it's going to be like. Uh, so yeah, we kind of went down with the same process too. And that was another reason that we drove was so that we were kind of in control and we could stop and leave or get turn around and jump in the car and bolt out of there if we felt any kind of ickiness or worry uh, whatsoever. I felt like going down though, and I know you and I talked about this a lot, the steps that Universal was taking and that the the requirements that they were putting in place, I felt good about them. Yeah. Had there not been the two main factors for me were one, temperature checks, and and not to say that you can't be asymptomatic and go in, but you know, it, it having a fever is still a good indication that you're fighting something, whether it's coronavirus or something else. Um, and then two, that everyone was required to wear a mask. Like if there was not that mask requirement, then there's no way I would have gone. That that one hundred percent. I was the same way. It was uh, the mask was the deal breaker for me. And I know people all over online, and we'll talk about our experience with the masks in just a minute. But I know online, a lot of folks, at least the it seems like the vocal majority of folks are just the opposite. They're saying making me wear a mask is my deal breaker. I'm not going to go. Uh, but I definitely felt like if if that requirement wasn't there, I don't think I would have gone. I'm I'm 90% sure I wouldn't have gone. Yeah, and that's kind of also why I went too cuz I'm like my people are going to be there. My mask wearing people are going to be there. <laughs> you're angry about it? Well, good. I don't want to hang out with you anyway. So. <laughs> that's right. You guys just stay home. That works for me. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, so that's, that's why we both decided to go and we had actually been talking about it for a couple of, a couple of weeks and it took me a while to convince uh, Tanya to, to just YOLO and make it happen. But it's, it's been until the day before we left. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that's about accurate. Yeah. Um, so I have been home now for a, a, a whole week. I feel great. I feel fine. So knock on all the wood everywhere. You know, I did not catch the Corona. I know I, there's still an incubation period, but I feel good. You guys feel good. Anybody having any fevers? Anybody having any issues at this point? No, no. And I mean, we've been home less. So wait, when did we get home? Sunday? So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We've only been home about four or five days. Um, but so far nothing, which I hope still is the case, but you never know. Well, yeah, right. And that's the thing with this, with this thing. And, and for anybody that's thinking we're a little bit crazy, I think Tanya and I were pretty much on the same level. We didn't leave our houses except to go pick up groceries and then to go to Universal. (laughs) Yes. My kids have not stepped foot in any building except for Green God's Bank. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, four months. <laughs> in four in four months, and mine were the exact same way. They were like, you know, mom's going big or going home. Like she she's breaking us out of here in yeah. a very big way. Uh, but I think that also speaks to to two things: is is we truly felt comfortable and felt like the plan that Universal Orlando had in place was a solid enough reason to go. We have not been taking any of this lightly. Uh, We've been hunting down sanitizer together. (laughs) We've been um, locked down and closed up and taking care of our families and and wearing masks like we're big mask people, you know, both of us are. So, you know, I think that that's something to keep in mind as you're listening to and you're thinking, why would you two go down and do this? We did not take this as a light, like, oh, I just want to get out of here and go play. I mean, there was part of that, of course, because it's universal and it's supposed to be fun. And it was fun. Spoiler alert. It was a lot of fun. Um, we but- kept extending our stay. <laughs> like, every <laughs> yes. day we would go to the front desk. Hey, can we stay another day? Oh, hey, can we stay another day? <laughs> By the way, Tanya is a travel agent's worst nightmare. This is why <laughs> I am not her travel agent, even though she is my bestie, um, because basically she can't make up her mind and they're totally go with the flow kind of people and last minute folks. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to have a plan. And she's like, why? No, I don't. <laughs> and it always works out. It always works out. Um, <laughs> anywho, so let's talk about the hotel since since you mentioned that. Um, where did you end up staying? Uh, we stayed at Endless Summer. Okay. And I stayed at two hotels at Universal. We checked into the Aventura, uh, which is one of their newer hotels. And then we also stayed at Hard Rock. So between the, the two of us, the two of our families, we stayed at three of the different hotels and how, what were your overall impressions? How did you feel about the hotel check-in and process and the stay there? I really liked it. So I had stayed with my daughter endless summer just for one quick night at the end of our universal trip in February. And so I had liked it enough. So I'm like, oh, let's try that again. I think that I probably would have stayed at Cabana Bay if the pool slides were open, but they weren't. And so that's why I'm like, okay, then we're fine with basic pool, basic hotel. You know, I just want something clean and close. And so Endless Summer is their newest property, but it's also their value resort. So they have family suites and then they also have um, regular rooms as well. And they're very affordable. And especially with the annual pass holder rate, I mean, that was, I think it was $99 for a family suite. For family suite, you have and yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, the family suites are are cool too because, and that's another reason why we chose that over Cabana Bay is because Endless Summer has three queen size beds, and Cabana Bay has I think one queen size and two fulls. So, but we really liked it. We felt that everything was clean. I will say, okay, so I did come with gloves and Lysol and Clorox and. Even though we went the first night that the hotels were open again and that we were probably the the first people to stay in that room since it had been closed, I still went in and disinfected everything and wiped all the surfaces down. Mm-hmm. And I was a tad bit miffed that it wasn't cleaner. Like it was clean, but it was, I guess I just expected, oh, you've got all this time. You're going to like white glove all of these rooms. And so- I was a little miffed at that, but I also have very high expectations. 
You do, yes. So, but it was it was clean. It, it just what you know when I took my Lysol or my Clorox wipe and all of that. Like I found some dirt. So, <laughs> yeah, I uh, walked into the hotel room and w- just like froze, paralyzed in fear because. I forgot my Clorox wipes and I texted you and I was like, are you bringing any? And you're like, yeah, but I'm not going to be there for like eight hours. What are you gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. do? <laughs> However, because we, uh, along the same lines, I know, f- you know, we were, uh, we were, we were checking in the day that the um, resorts opened for the first time. So we were definitely some of the first guests, probably the first ones in this room since March. And I, that was part of also my strategy here was my thinking was be that be be the first people in because nobody's been there to get it dirty <laughs> um to to bring any any covid germs in or if they were there before they've probably died off in 3 months right so that was also part of my strategy for showing up. But I did freak out because I didn't have the Clorox. I went down to the gift shop and again, pays to be the first people in the gift shop because they had a full little travel size packets of Clorox for me. So I just stocked up on a bunch and was able to then go up in the room. And my kids are standing outside going like, really, can we please just go inside? And I was like, let me wipe it all down. I will never forgive myself if you guys get sick because I brought you to Universal. So I did the same thing. I went in and I wiped him down. And I, unlike you, did not look at the wipes. I just wiped and threw away. <laughs> I was not inspecting. So uh, Aventura, I'm sure it was lovely and perfect. Um, <laughs> but we checked in there. We stayed overnight. We went down to City Walk, And for the first time since uh, March, I sat in an actual restaurant, which was kind of trippy. I won't lie. That was a bizarre experience for me. However, uh, there in City Walk, all of the uh, all of the tables were spaced and they kept big spaces between parties and they were um, had all that we, we ate at the NBC Grill. And so it's uh, kind of the downstairs part has wide open um, windows like they basically are on a big patio is is the essential of downstairs we 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 ate upstairs but downstairs was wide open so you had that good fresh air coming in um and i just felt like they handled everything really well there too they had a, a bunch of little processes in place like how you handled your food and they would set it at the end of the table instead of like leaning over into your space to put it in front of you so no you're not being served your food like you did before but it's at the end of the table. You just reach over and get it. I mean, I'm a mom. How many? <laughs> That's not a problem. Um, I would much rather do that than have them leaning into me with possible, you know, concerns of uh, violating that social distance space. So even down to those types of circumstances, I felt that um, it was a thought out process and they were trying to be just as cognizant of these things as possible. And it was appreciated and it was noted. Um and, and again, that was the first night. So we did that. And then the next day we got up in the morning and we moved resorts because we wanted the express passes. So we checked into Hard Rock and this was my first time staying at Hard Rock. Absolutely loved it. I will definitely be back. It was it was a really great experience. And when we rolled up, uh, they didn't have a valet out there because they're not doing valet parking. So we you know got out of the car. We came in. They took our temperature. They gave us a wristband. They pointed to the sanitizer and was like, hi, feel free to sanitize. Hint, hint. <laughs> um, so I feel like everybody walking in, they were, like you said, with the temperature checks, it's it's not a perfect solution, but it's a start, right? It gives it gives us some place to, to work off and to base the information uh, of health off of. So it took no time at all to get checked at the hotel. So that's one thing. If you are planning on traveling to Universal anytime this summer or, you know, while these COVID restrictions are in place, consider staying on site because you get your wristband and you get your temperature checks done then, and you don't have to do it again later uh, going through security. They just look at your wristband and they're like, oh, you got a wristband, come on through. Um, So that was, that was nice. It was kind of a time saver instead of standing in line with a bunch of people like you would if you're coming from offsite and you're coming through the parking garage because um, that did get backed up. And I heard a lot of complaints about lack of social distancing and just people weren't 
being cognizant of each other. Um, so getting your temperature check there took a little bit longer, but if you're staying on site in the hotels, boom, 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 in and out, so easy. Get your wristband, roll on. Yeah, and you have to do it every day because the wristbands change color. Yes, they check you every morning. So that was also nice. As we got up in the morning, got dressed, and we're heading out to the parks, uh, we would stop. They would take our temperature and give us the different color wristbands. So we were good for another 24 hours. It was great. Uh, so yeah, I, I liked the hotels and, and I also liked the idea that we were some of the first people there. We checked into the hard rock, I think at seven 30 in the morning and my room was ready. And I'm sure that was because, uh, nobody has been in there since March. <laughs> so of course my room was ready. <laughs> um, so that was easy. Uh, so good, good job to the, uh, universal resorts. I, I definitely think they did a nice job and I felt, I felt comfortable and clean and safe, uh, with all of the steps that they had in place there. I concur. All right. All right. Now going into the parks, you were coming from one direction. I came from the other. So my entry into the parks for, um, the two, the two mornings that we went in were from Hard Rock Hotel, which meant we took the water taxi or we walked over. Uh, you had to take a shuttle bus, right? Yeah. Okay. And so they dropped you off and you did go through the, the more centralized security situation. And how was that for you guys? So it was different. So the first day was a hot mess, um, but then they were making changes and um, – I did notice that it was definitely – so if you say at a Universal Hotel like um, Cabana Bay, Aventura, or Endless Summer, then you have bus transportation, and it, you basically meet up with the parking garage. Um, it's just not quite as far of a walk. So, But when you come up the escalator, it's a very confined space. Um, because they block off like entry to the right. You you kind of are getting funneled into one lane before you are released into security. And so the first day was just crazy because they didn't know what the wristbands meant. So they were still taking our temperature. Like, <laughs> but everybody coming from that place basically was a hotel guest. Right. Um, and so there just wasn't enough room for people. Like you were – as you came up the escalator, you literally were running into people. It was a safety hazard. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think once they understood, I think they were making calls like, what are, what are these wristbands? And then you could just hold up your hand and, and go through. Gotcha. Okay. So that's interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah. and, and by the way, this was the first day that you and I both went in was for annual pass holder slash resort guest entry. So this wasn't, open for the public yet this we were honestly like the guinea pigs for for them trying to get their acts together <laughs> on how all of this would reality work so yes those that that first day wasn't wasn't so great no it wasn't so great and then I was mad and then the second day was better so I was more forgiving and then the third day for me was awesome like that was opening day which I was scared of was going to be even worse because of mm -hmm. the crowds that was probably the least crowded, most chill day where we got to do so many things. Yeah, that that your report on that, we went home that day, so I missed out on that completely. But your report on that made me feel really like, okay, so I'm not crazy. Because that was my whole selling point on going down, was that there would be very few crowds. It would be a very low crowd time period. And then that first day when we were there with the annual pass holder previews, it it by by the middle of the morning into the early afternoon it felt like a moderate to leaning to to high levels of crowds to me it was it wasn't wide open spaces it was hard to walk 6 feet from people and that wasn't what i expected i expected it to be a lot uh, a lot less populous so i was disappointed in that that first day the second day uh I don't feel like it ever uh, got as, as full, but it also had a huge rain shower that lasted yeah. for a decent period of time that I think cleared a lot of people out, uh, us included. We went uh, we went to Disney Springs. Shh. Um, <laughs> we, we, we had to go get Earl of, Earl of Sandwich, man. Um, so we, we popped over to, to Disney Springs during the rain showers. But um, 
but when I went back later on that day, I had all the room that I could ever ask for. I had just a wide open, empty Diagon Alley, basically, to walk through. Uh, The wait times were nothing. It was beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, the weather played into things, too. It was was rainy, I think, every day. Um, Mm -hmm. That Friday, though, the first opening day was the first day that we had – it was a good three to four hours of sun and heat. And so that's when I think my kids noticed the masks the most when it bothered them. Um, just because I think it gets harder, the hotter it gets. And with all that sun, it just, you, I mean, you're sweating. And so, you know, I know that you had a lot of spares, but I did not. And so it, our masks were just nasty. like <laughs> They were gross. Yeah, that's going to be my biggest tip for anybody going to Florida in the summer for any theme park. Pack a lot more masks than you think you'll need. And go ahead and bring yourself some options. I had paper masks. I had traditional cotton masks. I had uh, one of them that kind of, you know, like went up over your nose. One of them that went straight across your nose with the pleats in it. Uh, And then I also had a gator style mask and I wore them all on different days for different reasons, just to kind of try them out and to see what I would like best. Me personally, a mask is a mask is a mask. I had no major issues with any of my masks. Um, My kids both kind of stuck with the same kind of mask that they enjoyed, that they liked. My daughter liked the paper mask more because she felt it was thinner and easier for her to breathe. My son has a couple of black cotton something or other masks. Uh, We bought these in bulk. Like we, I'm not kidding. I think we have 50 of these black masks. And so I just have them in my car and he would just go and buy, you know, pull out another one, pull out a clean one. He, both of them did not have any issues whatsoever with the heat or with the masks. It was more the fact that we are out of theme park shape because we've been sitting around doing nothing for three months. They, we were more tired from like our legs and our feet than we were uh, from the mass. Like the heat and the mass didn't factor in for us. It was definitely just the movement and just walking all over the place because we are not used to it. We have not been doing anything for months. So that'd be tip number two. Tip number one, bring lots of masks. Bring variety of masks. Try a lot of different options, even at home, go for a walk. You don't necessarily need it when you go for a walk, but go for a walk wearing one. So you see what it's actually like when you're out in the real world outside, uh, walking around with a mask on, and then you can determine what will work or what will work for you. But overall, in general, that was the one thing that I noted that made me so happy. Thank you, Universal Annual Pass holders. You are all the best. I know probably half of you were mad about having to wear those masks, but every single freaking one of y'all did. I think I counted three people total that I saw without a mask, like literally just being like, I don't want to wear the mask. You know, other than that, everyone that we walked past had a mask of some sort on and seemed to keep them on except for when they were eating or drinking. And thank you for that because I, I felt like that really factors in to um, to the, the safety and being allowed to keep these parks open for longer. Yeah, I don't think I noticed. I All I saw was one kid throw their mask on the ground. I mean, she was little. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't blame her. And then I don't – and then during – in the queues, most of the people kept their mask on unless they were eating or drinking. Um, I maybe saw a handful of people put it – like they had a mask, but then they would just kind of drop it around their neck. Um, for a break or or whatever, but you know if a if usually if um a cast member saw you, then they would say something to you and remind you to wear your mask. Yeah, they they were definitely you had some cast members that were much more gung ho about it, um, yeah. and then you had some that were just kind of cool and like, hey, dude, can you you know pull that back up? But for the most part, that was just unnecessary, which again I felt was also the annual pass holders being respectful to the cast, to the team members. You guys know they want to be at their jobs. They want to work and they want to be there, but they also have to ask you to do these things. And that just, it just felt like a very respectful situation. And I appreciated it 
I, I really appreciated that you guys did that. Um, so yeah, I, you know, masks uh, are, are not, um, we're not a deal breaker for us. Uh, yes, it got hot, but there are areas that are specific uh, called the U rest areas and they're specific for you to go in, sit under some shade, take your mask off, socially distance from other people. That that's a, That's afforded to you. And I think there were two locations at each park where you could do that. Um, plus if you were on a water ride, you could take your mask off, or if you were at the swimming pool, you could take your mask off, uh, because obviously wet masks and breathing, not a good look. Uh, so I felt like the mask wearing was, was positive social distancing in the queues for the most part were great. There's, there's tape down, there's lines, people stood on their tape, on their lines, in my case, there was only three of us. Now you're a different situation. You, you're telling me that your whole family took up a six foot space. Yeah, I mean, here in short, it works. Like, you know, you have lines and and I would laugh at the people who were like, well, this is more than six feet. Yes. In some lines, they're more than six feet because when you wrap around, they also wanted mm-hmm. distance for when somebody was next to you. So yes, the markers were were more so that you know, you still had at least three feet or so um, between you and the person next to you. However, when you have a big family, then you take up a lot more space. And so that it's not going to work. Like it's impossible to avoid being next to somebody at a theme. At some point. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. I, I felt like they did a, a decent job uh, with the attempt, um, but yeah. then it's up to you as a theme park goer to just be aware of your surroundings and be aware of your space and do do the best that you can. Like my daughter had to keep pulling me back a couple of times because I just forgot and I would just kind of wander around and she was like, yeah. ah, get back here. Um, so yeah, you know, you, it, it is somewhat up to you, but I thought that from Universal's perspective, they did a, a nice job with trying to do that. When you were not in the queues, when you are just like wandering around the park, that's it, when when I was there that first day, it was just impossible to literally stay six feet from somebody. However, folks were still kind of semi taking making an attempt. I saw people kind of slow down a little bit, find their pocket, sink back, and in and you know, like I would pull pull my kids over a little bit and be like, "Hi, come over here." Like just let those people be over there. Um, so we tried, but in reality, that was a lot harder to do. The lines were fairly easy to pull that off, but just walking through the parks was was a little bit harder when it got crowded. Now from the second day when there just wasn't nearly as many cro- people in the park, it was fantastic. It was easy. It was not a problem. And then your description of what happened, the of two official opening days, also sounds like it was easy, not a problem. You could social distance because there just weren't that many people in the parks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Hogsmeade is probably one of those areas where it's it won't be empty except for, you know, first thing in the morning and then also like at night um, or mm-hmm. not night, right before park closing um, because we got some empty shots there. But it's just such a narrow area and popular that, you know, you're going to run into people. Diagon is different because I think it's a lot wider and there there's just more room and there's only one ride. And so it's kind of um, it's easy to avoid people, more people there. Um, plus there's a nocturne alley, which is a nice spot if you just want to cool off too. Oh yeah. And that was, that was empty. There was yeah, nobody, nobody in there. I, I went hanging out in there for a while too. And I was like, all right, if you feel in a, a little too peopley out there, this is your place. Go hang yep. out with the dark, <laughs> the dark side of things in nocturne alley. So sanitizer was also a really big prominent thing in the parks. Uh, the biggest obvious thing was as soon as you tried to get on a ride, they were pumping sanitizer into your hand right before you entered the vehicle. And then when you got off of the vehicle, there was always another sanitizer stand somewhere nearby. So if you felt the need to sanitize again when you got off, which I did, um, that was available for you as well. And I thought it was great. I thought that was a really smart way of doing things. I have no idea how much sanitizer they're going through though, or how- has to be an insane amount. 
like, an insane amount. <laughs> went through an insane amount of sanitizer on those four days. So I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. I don't know. Yeah, no, a, a ton of it, a ton of it. But uh, the other thing is like when we got off of Kong, as soon as we exited Kong, there were two team members standing there with spray bottles and wipes to wipe down where we just exited. So they're also, they're sanitizing before you get on, but then when you get off the ride, they're sanitizing the ride again. If they keep that up, I just feel like that's just a positive, another positive thing. I know the science is out there saying that uh, this virus isn't necessarily spreading easily from touch point to touch point, but hey, what's wrong with being clean, people? Let's keep this up. (laughs) This should be the way it is all the time. Yeah, I don't think we did that for every ride. Not that I noticed. Um, I know some of the Seuss rides, they were not doing so. Okay, okay. Um, but I saw spray bottles around, so I'm assuming that they were <laughs> more than usual. So, <laughs> All right. Well, we and we also both became annual pass holders while we were down there because – as you said, you kept extending days, so it only made sense for you to do that. And then my kids want to go back for Halloween Horror Nights, um, assuming that's happening later on this year. So we went, just went ahead and got them um, annual passes, too, so that they could go during that time frame. Um, and then they'll have to get their Halloween Horror Nights tickets separate, obviously. But uh, how do you feel about being an, a Universal Orlando annual pass holder? And why do you love it more than being a Disney annual pass holder? <laughs> I, so far, I am loving it. This is the first time I have been one. Um, I mean, I definitely like their price point better than being a Disney annual pass holder. Ding, um, ding, ding. Yeah, that's, mean, that's the biggest big one. Difference. It's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Even, so I got a season pass, which still has some restrictions. I think I don't think you can go like the month of July for Christmas and spring break. Um, but what I think it's like, what, around $300? Yes. And so can, compared to, let's see, when I was looking at, you know, annual pass. So I can get a gold pass at Disney, but that's only because I'm a Disney vacation club member. And that still is, and it has some blockout dates, just, you know, I think spring break Christmas. Um, but that's like seven, I can't remember seven 30 or seven 50 for each person. And so that that's not even counting. If you're just a regular, whatever want to go, isn't, isn't like an annual pass. I mean, approaching a thousand dollars now. So it's over a thousand dollars. Yes, if if I if I get annual passes for my entire family, uh, yeah, that's it's basically it's either that or braces or a car or I mean let's let's just put it into perspective. Yeah, it's a lot of money. So agreed, agreed. The price point is definitely way more favorable uh, for folks like us, especially with bigger families. Um, and right now through September 30th, I think, uh, Universal is allowing you to add three months free to any Universal Orlando annual pass. And that's a nice little little bargain. So if you happen to be going down, even if you're a Disney person, which I mean, you and I both are, so that's, we're not, and we're not saying we're not, but um, if I'm taking a trip down to Disney and want to take an extra day to pop over to Universal because the parks are amazing, the rides are so much fun. Let's talk about Hagrid's. Can we talk about Butterbeer? Hello. <laughs> uh, there's a million reasons why Universal is worth going to even just for a day out of your Disney trip. Uh, but if you're going to do that a couple of times, literally two or three times, you're going to make your money back from a seasonal pass. So it's worth it. It's so worth it. Well, yeah, because I think a, like a two-day park hopper for Universal is almost, no, a one-day was 182, a one-day mm-hmm. park hopper. So mm-hmm. a two-day got to be, you know, almost like 250 at least. And so, you know, if you're going to be in the Orlando area again, you might as well go again. Like I – it Plus just the makes hotel sense. discounts are yes, really there. made it worth it. And, um, and Universal, it seems like they appreciate their annual pass holders. 
you know, not that, no, Disney doesn't. Like, they try to give you some stuff here and there, but, like, it's it's a mess because there's so many um, that whenever they do try to give you something, I will say their discount is better. Disney's discount is better. Mm-hmm, I appreciate mm-hmm. the 10% off of merchandise. And then, you know, also on some foods and restaurants. Um, but also, like, Universal, they always seem to have some kind of pass holder appreciation, like, I think now you get a free souvenir cup um, when you like do mobile food orders. Um, you do get a discount on thing on the season pass does not get discounts on. Right. The higher, the higher levels you get multiple discounts that um, can quickly pay off. Like that was, that was my mistake is I bought all three of us just season discounts. And what I should have done is bought myself the preferred yeah. pass so that I could get the better disc and you should have too. Um, so that whenever I, I bought food, whenever I bought merchandise, I yeah. could have actually taken advantage. I, we, we would have made up the difference in the cost of the pass within two trips. You probably yeah. the cost of the pass in your one trip. So lesson learned, and beer think it through. Made up the cost difference like for a discount. <laughs> Every time I That's- went to that Butterbean stand and they're like, do you have a pass? And I'm like, I have a season pass. They're like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think Universal treats their annual pass holders pretty well. And so this is the time, guys, if you're kind of thinking, you know, do I want to do this? Or if you think maybe Disney is pulling back a lot of things right now. And so getting a Disney annual pass isn't, you know, on your on your horizon consider a a universal annual pass consider going to these parks uh during this time frame we had a blast my kids loved it they love all the rides we had no issues no complaints once we were in the parks and once um you know kind of the the people-ish issue kind of settled down but now's the time i think through september 30th like i said you can get this annual pass with those three extra months on top of that and uh it was worth it. it. We felt safe. We felt valued. They were definitely so thankful that we were there. All the yeah. team members we talked yep. to were so, so, so nice. Uh, I have to give a shout out to my buddy, Chaz. He's not my buddy, but he took care of me at Hagrid's. <laughs> <laughs> so Chaz from St. Petersburg, thank you. I still, I really did appreciate you listening to what my concern was and helping me out there that day. And you know, just consider it, guys. Consider it. If Universal was something you keep meaning to go to or you're considering you might want to go and take your family, this might be a good summer to do it. The crowds are low. Uh, they're they're keeping them low on purpose. They are not letting a large capacity amount in. I think, I think Universal officially announced that they would keep it under 50% capacity. The hotels are doing a lot of the same type of thing. I want to say that the resorts also said something along the lines of 50% capacity. And like when we checked out of our room, they would not rebook that room for 24 to 48 hours, something along those lines, in order to let it be cleaned and be taken care of before they had another family come into it. So they're taking these really great steps. If you're concerned about COVID, uh, you know, really consider if you need, and we both talked about this. We both talked about, so again, Tanya and I live in Virginia. We both drove from Virginia down to Florida, which meant we went through what, four different States. I can't do math, but we went through a bunch of different States. (laughs) And I will tell you, South Carolina, Georgia, and then Florida. Yes. Yes. And no hate on my Southern states. I love y'all. I do. But y'all don't believe in masks. No. Y'all are over it. And y'all don't believe in social distancing. And I didn't see sanitizer anywhere when we stopped at um, gas stations or to go to the bathroom. I did see a handful of work of workers who had masks on, and at like uh, McDonald's, you know, they 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 were required to wear masks, and they still were. But the people <laughs> that we saw, none of y'all are, are believing in this. So. Between point A, which is us up in Northern Virginia, where we all are still, for the most part, we're all still wearing our masks here and we're still keeping a good social distance in the, in the grocery stores. And I feel like, uh, you know, we're, we're doing those, those things that 
the CDC is still asking us to do. Um, so from, from Northern Virginia all the way through the South to where we got to Universal, I felt just as safe at Universal as I did in my own home. Right? I mean, I, I, I really, it felt good because of the steps and the things that they were I doing. I mean, I wouldn't take it that far. <laughs> oh, I, I did. I felt fine. I had no issues with it. But I think you're a little bit more stressy about I all am. this COVID stuff than I am. So I that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but um, I mean, I Because in my home, I can control things. And, and right. You know, they are making the efforts, and, and, but you still can't control other people. And so that's just... That's true. At the end of the day, you know, I would go again for sure. But, you know, it's not – and if you go to Universal's website, then they will say they can't guarantee you're not going to get COVID. Correct. um, Correct. When you're there. And it's a risk that you take. You know, you could have very bad luck and get it um, because when you increase your presence amongst people, your – risk goes up. Like that's just the facts. Um, but that doesn't say you're going to get it. That doesn't say you're not going to get it. So it's every time you step out of the house, basically you run the risk of getting it. Yeah, absolutely do. Absolutely. But for me, if I'm going to step out of the house, it's going to be to go get some butterbeer. I... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, thanks for <laughs> Amen. Right. <laughs> the church of butterbeer. We are yeah. all about it. Uh, all right. Thanks, Tanya. Thanks for a coming to Universal after long discussions and many, um, many, yeah, many. To our, we're going to take pictures of each other. Like I don't have one single. That is the one downside is that you can't really ask anybody to take your picture anymore, and they don't have photographers there. So I'm like, I've got zero pictures of my entire family together. <laughs> you know, I and the funny thing is, I saw you guys multiple times, but I think there was only one time where I saw all of y'all together. But outside of that, like Ryan was off doing something. I don't know that I even saw you guys all together, but uh, yeah, exactly. I didn't, I got a couple of selfies of me and my kids, but no, you know, no, no empty diagonally pictures with the three of us. Like I wanted because where were you, Tanya? Oh, you were on Pterodon flyers for like the 50th time with your kids. (laughs) I saw you one time with your two kids. You didn't ask me when we were leaving. Uh, You guys were coming. I didn't think about it. Yeah. See, it wasn't. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) but you know what, to be honest, like wearing the masks also, I like the masks. I really do, but it makes a different picture. No, for sure. Like, it's harder to tell how, like, every time I take a picture of my daughter, I'm like, smile with your eyes. And she's like, I am. I don't know what you're talking about. And then, so you could never tell that she was happy. She's like, I'm smiling underneath my mask. And I was like, are you? Are you, though? Yeah, you could. And, you know, and there was a time that I could have, because we did get pictures in Diagon and um, at Hogsmeade when there's literally nobody there. Um so I'm sure we could have snapped a picture without our mask, but I kind of wanted it just yeah. as a reminder of the time that we were visiting. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, we will uh, we'll keep you guys posted on how healthy we all stay. <laughs> <laughs> all change if we die from coronavirus, so... <laughs> well, you know, we can't we here's the thing though. We can't even blame it on Universal because it could have been the gas stations. Yeah. It could have been the grocery been store that in Georgia because none of y'all wear masks. <laughs> well, she calling you out, Savannah. Did you hear that? <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, you stopped you stopped and spent a little bit of extra time on the road. So yeah, I mean, this this whole travel during this time of COVID is really hard because you're danged if you do, you're danged if you don't. Uh, could we all just stay home? Absolutely. We can, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's sustainable mentally for a really, really long time. That's the thing is when I hear people talk about, okay, well, it's too early to open theme parks. I'm like, okay, I understand what you're saying. And then I also think, when is a good time? Like between Mm -hmm. nothing's going to change between you know, now and when there's a vaccine and everybody takes this vaccine. So it's like, are they saying don't open them until next year? Like, I don't. 
Well, right. And the, and the thing about the vaccine is, is everybody going to take it immediately? Because I'm also a big weenie about vaccines. I, immediately. I'm not the guinea pig for that. I'll be a guinea pig for a vaccine where you're injecting stuff into me. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little leery of that kind of stuff yeah. too. So, the, <laughs> you know, yeah, life, life needs to go on in some way, shape or form, but do whatever you can to stay as safe as you can, to stay yeah. as healthy as you can. And I do think that what Universal pulled together and put into play, um, at least for those opening days, felt and looked like they did all that they could, right? Yeah, I now, agree. I hope that that lasts. I have no idea. I I kind of also, this is why I wanted to go right when they opened was because I felt like the team members are going to be at their, um, their top of their game right at the beginning because, but in another two or three weeks, they might be over it and they might be tired of telling y'all to put your masks on. And so they, people more and more might be slipping through and not doing what they're told so yeah. again, I ask you, my theme park loving people of the world, if you are going to please respect the rules and to please like make it easier on the team members, like be cool, yo, and um, just do what they tell you, <laughs> cool, you know the cool. rules. And if you can't, that's also perfectly acceptable. Like it, it, I'm not going to judge you that you don't want to be there with a mask on. I get that. But I will judge right. you if you don't want to be there with a mask on, but you show up anyway, and then you don't wear their mask because you think the rules don't apply to you. Because that's not the way this works. Yeah. We're judging you. <laughs> and with that, we're going to rename this podcast The Judgy <laughs> Fangirls. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Tanya, for coming on. And uh, we will have another adventure, I'm sure, soon because, you know, I have reservations for the opening week at Walt Disney World. And I know you don't, but I think you should. So I'll be working on you on that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you when I outed you on Twitter yesterday, because legit, we were having a conversation. Oh, and you were saying, Disneyland um, is making an announcement today, but I don't care what Disneyland says, because there's no way I'm getting on a plane. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> After the announcement. Um, hey, you want to go to Disneyland for your birthday in July? <laughs> I was thinking of you. And Tanya's like, so are we going to drive for four days? So I'm like, sure. Because <laughs> neither one of us are ready to get on, on planes. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother mess. That's a whole nother story. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming and fangirling with us. If you have been to Universal Orlando, if you have thoughts on it, if you have questions about it, reach out to us on social media. Tanya is at Lola Lamb Chops, um, at No Guilt Life, and we're around. So let us know what questions you have, and we'll be happy to answer what we can. Come back and fangirl with us again real soon. <laughs> Bye. 